this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. All right, guys, what's up? Gengar Greasy here with my brother, No Gimmicks. What's going on, guys? Episode 16. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. 16. Apple listeners, real quick, please subscribe to our podcast or any podcast listener. If you have the subscription capability, please subscribe and rate the podcast. We are trying to be the number one rated podcast for Pokemon on whatever platform. Let's get it. Um, also, let's get into the... Uh, Last week's giveaway winner. So last week's giveaway was about, uh, if you watch the anime, we asked the question, if, no, not if, what was Santa Claus's Pokemon squad in the anime? And you guys responded so quickly. Um, It was a race to the top. Let me see here. Let me pull it up. Um, Some of you guys are like, dang, this dude already got it. He already got it. He already won. And I I just want to make sure before I pull a, what was that dude's name? Steve Harvey, where you like mentioned one person oh, yeah, won, yeah, and then yeah. he's like, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Here we go. That guy, CT, you're the winner for last week. Hey, congratulations, he said, that guy, CT. Santa had Lapras, Jinx, Stantler, Delibird, and Ponyta. That's exactly it. Uh, some of you guys had the same exact answer, but that guy, CT, beat you there. Um, also, uh, what else? There was something else. Someone also put a different team for Santa, which I thought was really interesting. And it had me fooled for a second. But what it was is someone had made like a mock Santa Claus team and put it against Ash's team. It was on like Google Images. So if you searched it that way, you may have saw a different team. Uh, but anyways, nonetheless, if you go to Bulbapedia, I think that gives the full squad in detail. So congrats to you, that guy. You are going to get... Four different Pokemon break cards. So you're going to get a Clawitzer. I think that's his name, right? Clawitzer? Yeah. Yeah. Xerneas break, Pyroar break, and Trevenant break. All those four. Are sick. Minty, Minty, we take care of our cards here, so I'll get those Fresh mailed out pools. to you. If I don't have your address already, I'll, I'll reach out to you, or you can reach out to me when you listen to this podcast, and uh, we'll get this stuff sent out to you. Stay tuned for uh, today's podcast. Today's podcast, wow. Stay tuned for today's giveaway. Uh, we try to do a giveaway winner every week. If we don't announce one today, we'll probably announce one on Thursday for the live stream. But we try to do it weekly. You got anything? Uh, yeah, everyone that's listening to the podcast today, today is Wednesday. Um, we are still doing our live stream on Thursday. We're going to do a short one. Uh, we might do some card openings. Yeah, we might do some Q&As. Just depending on who shows up, we understand that it is New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's, um, that, was a, that was a challenge with last week, too. Yeah, was, again, was we're, we're facing another holiday here, guys, uh, but we want to bring the content. We want to bring the information and the knowledge. So if you guys want to come and join the live, we're just going to be opening up packs. As we see questions come through, we'll answer them, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. Double bonus. I've also failed you guys on uploading the audio from the first QA session. Wah, wah, wah. We're gonna get that done tonight. We will get. I will get that done tonight. So guess what? Bonus content after you listen to this podcast. If you didn't get enough, the QA session one from YouTube. If you missed it, will be live on your favorite podcast platform. Double, double right. header. Cool. So I think we hit the uh, the intro. Let's get into the Poke Tower top five. Let's go. <laughs> Top five. 
All right, some pretty exciting picks this week uh, for the top five. Different. Um, yeah, very different. Very uh, unique, quirky uh, cards here. Yep. They're very interesting, though. Um, it's funny because I was actually looking up these cards myself uh, for the Devon Core Sleeper section. And then Denny brought up his good point, too. And I was like, hey, you know what? Not not bad cards to have on there in either spot on the top five or yeah. Devon Core segment. So these are on the top five because I was actually going to make some purchases before Christmas. And then Devin brings up the whole Christmas set that we talked about last week. And I was like, crap, that, that would be more important. So now... We're off the Christmas hype. Obviously, those cards are still, you know, valid. If you could, if you can get your hands on them, uh, anything from that calendar set would be good. Uh, but this week, this was something I wanted to bring up like a week, maybe one or two episodes ago, and that is the Pokemon Rumble. Uh, it's like a video game, right? Yeah, it is. I think so. So, Pokemon made a game called Rumble. Um, and it was like a Wii game or maybe a GameCube game. Let me let me just check my facts. But anyways, it was a limited game where the gameplay was kind of different than battling or like TCG like playing. Um, but anyways, there's a ton of cards in there that are gradable and that are super low population that are actually selling for good money. And they look the thing. I think these, this set came out <clears throat> in when 2009. Yeah. So this set came out in 2009 along with the uh, Pokemon Rumble game. Um, so they're kind of like promos, or like exclusives, kind of like the CD, the uh, old Venusaur CD promo and Charizard promo and Blastoise promo yep. from before. So 2009. Um, let's see here. So November 2009. What, is when what, they actually what, uh, what console did it release on? Gameplay. Here we go. I'm checking it out real quick. Uh, it was for the Wii. Okay. So there we and, go. But you could also use a GameCube uh, controller if you had the, the Wii that, that was able to connect to GameCube. Mm. <clears throat> but anyways... Uh, it was a different type of game, kind of like a, not like a melee, but like a smash and bash, mm-hmm. like fun type game with like, kind of like a game board feel to it. I, I wouldn't say like, I think it was one of Pokemon's like off games, kind of yeah, like the mystery yeah. dungeon. Yeah. They didn't do what exactly they did. It's yeah. like, yeah, it was one of those, you know, and it wasn't the main, like what we know Pokemon has. Um, but anyways, let's get into the top five here. Number five on the list. And these can pretty much be prioritized in any which way because there's a good handful of cards in this set. So if you guys want to do the research and pull it up, you'll probably find that some of your favorite Pokemon are in this set. And maybe you hunt that one down. So these are not in any specific order. I just kind of organized them basically on which ones I was finding first. Yeah, and remember, these cards are not your traditional looking Pokemon cards. They have the, the same layout, same <coughs> color and everything, but the art on it, it's, it's not from this, the video game. It's from the video game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the ones you guys know. So if you guys have never seen these cards, you guys um, aren't aware of them. Just just know that they don't have the same type of and they are stamped. That's yeah, the cool thing about that, them. I do like the stamp. The stamp does make them the, even. They more. got a holographic stamp on them that says Rumble. Yep. Um, and yeah, they're they're funny looking cards. I, that's what that's what makes me want them. They're funny looking. They're from 2009. Very low population, and they. You can get them relatively cheap, but uh, since they're such old cards, I mean, they're they're 11 years old, you have to really practice with your eyes on this one to make sure that you're pulling or buying value that can be increased when you grade it. That's the, that's the trick here. These are not fresh. These are not packed fresh cards, right? They've been around for a minute. So that's the trick. Uh, number five is a 2009 Pikachu Pokemon Rumble. So raw, this one sells for 30 to $50. A PSA 9 sold for 175 
And PSA 10 sales were none, but there's one listed for $3,000. Wow. Yeah, imagine that thing goes. That's huge. You know, someone does that and it, it goes. I don't know who would buy that, but let's just say it does. This That could put stuff on the map big time, uh, especially with the power of social media. One guy posts this up and flexes his, his Pikachu. A lot of people are going to be in on it because uh, it's like, wow, money? Okay, let me let me get there. Um, I'm not really a fan of the Pikachu. That's why he's number five. I'm just not a huge Pikachu fan. Yeah, same here. Um, but the next one. Yeah, I think the next one's on the list. These are, I like these. 2009 Venusaur from Pokemon Rumble. Uh, in Raw, you can get these for 10 to $30. That's not bad. Yeah, it's super. I just looked them up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, PSA 9, 150 which is still like, guys, just do the math. Let's say you pick one up for 10 and you pull a PSA 9. After your grading cost, you're at 20 something dollars and you sell one for 150 I mean, you have like, you know, 2x, or not 2x, but like 5x your money, you know, 6x your money. That's that's like ridiculous for Pokemon. Yeah, good scale ups right there. Um, but let me, Especially to, if you're not 100% in on these cards, you know what I mean. If you yeah. if you're using this as a as a small foundation to build a little more this, uh, capital, I actually like out of out of out of all of them. I think I, the Venusaur is one of my favorite. Look at that. He's got this little fat head. Yeah, and then he's got a Dratini in the background. Just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and they do that. that. They do that for a couple cards. Um, but again, it's got the stamp that says Rumble. Uh, and there's no PSA 10 listings, no PSA 10 sales. Very low population. Almost on a lot of these cards, when you check the listings, the sellers, you know, they put low population, 14, low population, 10. You know, like they are really low. Um, for something that's been out for 11 years, that's those are really nice odds for you. Um, but there's a lot of raw ones. Uh, let's see. Number three. This one made it on number three because of the price points I saw. It's actually... I like Venusaur more than I like this Pokemon, but you can't deny the prices on these ones. So 2009 Ninetales, Pokemon Rumble, Raw, sells for 40 to 50 bucks. Those are the only listings I was able to find were 40 and $50. PSA 9 sold for 199 and no PSA 10 listings. So it would be interesting to look up the Man, pop- that's unfortunate. Venusaur just doesn't get any... Any props ever. He's always the lowest price yeah. starter out of everybody. He's like the lowest priced one on here as well. Right. Um, even after a Ninetales too, which is just. Yeah. Well, who knows though? You know, it could be one of those things where PSA 10 Venusaur is 18 hundo and PSA 10 Ninetales is 14 hundo. Like it could be one of those things. Yeah. Um, but I, it, obviously it appears it's hard to get a PSA 10 in these things. Um, might have been the way they're, they're packaged inside they're, the, uh, yeah. the game. But they're moving. They they yeah. sell. They do sell. Not often, but they do sell, and there are people selling them. So uh, there is yeah, a this, small this market. This set right here, I think, is a really good way to catch a uh, a Pokemon trend or curve before it actually occurs. You know what I yeah. mean? So if before you're like, oh, man, I missed out or, or I lost out on my opportunity to get these cards, um, I think right now it's kind of the perfect opportunity to be able to sweep up some Right, because Some Pokemon the, Rumble cards, you know, because what I mean? the prices are already there. Let's say it doesn't boom. Let's say no one cares about these cards. The prices are already there for you to win, regardless. Before even, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you see right here, a PSA, you can get a raw for forty to fifty dollars. You can sell it for two hundred. Mm-hmm. So the price points are already there, and the demand is already there. It's a very small market, but it's you could make sales with nobody knowing about this. But the idea is that we like to try and get ahead of things. Um, and then if you did like this particular set, you could get ahead. You could probably buy multiple quantities and do really well. 
That's the idea. Yeah, I agree. Um, next here, we have number two on the list. This is a favorite of mine, so it had to be this way. And actually one of the more popular ones on eBay. Uh, 2009 Gyarados from Pokemon Rumble. 17 to $35 raw. Not bad. A PSA 9, a best offer was accepted at 95 bucks. So somewhere, you know, it could have been 60 Still to $90. Yeah, I would assume. Uh, PSA 10 just sold for 600 and that was from TCA Gaming. That's not bad at all. Seeing as you can get the other ones in a PSA 9 for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And then that PSA 9 sold for Orbis. Oh, that could have been a low 95. sell, though. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah. Low sell. That sets that one low. But mm-hmm. you see all the other ones have a trend, you know, right. for three digits and above. Right. Had this guy waited, yeah. he may have gotten 150, 160, 170. So if there's more PSA 9s out there that are like that, you know what I mean, that are right around that $100 mm-hmm. price range or... Or or best offer, yeah, yep. at ninety bucks, and that's always an option. Yeah, that's, that's a, always an option. That's a big opportunity. If you guys have a deeper wallet, you go PSA nines or PSA. You know, if you find a ten, they're really hard to find. But you grab these PSA nines for one fifty, you know, one seventy, and so on. And then in three years or something like that, maybe not even that long. Really, we're just a couple videos away, you know, on TikTok or YouTube where these blow up and they there's demand yeah, of, of and, someone someone spreading some awareness and for you, them yeah and you could you could sell these you know 100% 200% from what you got them um but if i were to get a gyarados or a venusaur those would be keepers uh so yeah we wanted the and tca gaming sold that one so he has a handful of these rumble cards and you know tca gaming is one of the most profound sellers on ebay for pokemon um and if that guy's selling something it just tells me there you know might be worth uh looking into I mean, think about it. That Rainbow Gyarados that I bought a few weeks ago sells for 400 in a PSA 10. Rainbow Rare Textured Gyarados from Crimson Invasion sells for 400 in a PSA 10. This card beats that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you would think the Rainbow Rare Gyarados has superior artwork, superior card quality, probably more desirable amongst everyone in the hobby, but this card is just, it's rare. A very low population. Um, so 600 bucks for a PSA 10. And the last one here, number one, is the Pokemon Rumble Box Sealed. You can still get this game sealed. Wow. Uh, and it comes with all the cards. Huh. I, yeah. Um, I wonder what the condition would be like in those. Do the boxes look pretty beat up? On No, uh, they're, they're nice. They're brand new. Hmm. Um, they are 600 to 900 a brand new seal. That is odd. It's just how does somebody keep something sealed for that long? How do you even remember that? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how people call that. You know, I would have never been able to call it. Like, call that and be like, oh, this is going to be a great item to keep. I'm going to buy it for thirty nine ninety nine. And right, I know it's you know going to mean be like. Much. There's probably a bunch of these at Target. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. There you go. So seven twenty five or best offer nine ninety five. Free wow. shipping six ninety nine. Let me see that. How's it come? comes in a box like that it has mew mewtwo oh, wow. venusaur zapdos and it comes with the game and everything lucario yeah oh that's sick bastiodon it comes with, so 16 cards in this box hmm. yep that's cool it looks like a mewtwo one right there too or something maybe he's just in the game so uh no mewtwo's in there he's at an actual he's card yep oh wow so, yeah um lots of lots of fan favorites are I'm in a little that more interested now. That's set. Cool. um and for me if I bought one sealed, it would probably just stay sealed up on the shelf um, as a flex item. It's really cool though. Uh, but yeah, yeah, for seven hundred bucks to buy uh, to buy a, a sealed Rumble 
uh, box. Think about the Gyarados. And then, yeah, and then see these prices going for graded, like the nines and the tens. Yeah. That you know, trying instead of trying to eyeball one raw on eBay, you could almost do that. You can almost buy one and still make right, your money right, back right. by piecing off these cards mm-hmm. and keep your favorites and keep your favorites exactly. So if you hated Gyarados but you had a PSA ten from the sealed box you got, but you love Pikachu, yeah, keep your you, Pikachu. You sell the Gyarados for six hundo, and you've recuperated almost all your cost on that sealed box. Wow, I like that. And there's a few on eBay too. Easy game, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's only a few, but. You could do this if you had a thick wallet and if you just were into it. You know, sometimes I, I realize you guys are not going to buy everything we put on the top five. But the idea here is to give you guys variety and it's just stuff we're looking at. And uh, this was something that had my attention about 10 days ago. And then the Christmas episode came up. So um, really cool. I think they're unique. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a huge flex item, but I just feel like it's unique. It's it's fun. It's a different look at Pokemon. Really is. I think it's flexible. You know what I mean? I mean, like. I mean, not like that. Not flex worthy. Yeah, it's flex worthy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think it's flex worthy. You know what I mean? And some of us like that. The... So some of us like to have rare crap, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Because to me, that's it's rare. Like, that's oh, yeah. the only thing that attracts me. I'm not. I'm not too keen on the artwork or the or the you know the game. He wants something that's sought after. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm like the artwork on the Pokemon Rumble cards. Right. Like I'm not a big fan of those, but I do like that they are they're, unique they're and rare. rare. Right. You know what I mean? And I, that's. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I like unique and rare cards. Yep. Uh, it's just it's just a cool thing to have. So that's it for the top five. Um, everything about Pokemon Rumble this week. Uh, and really, you know, had if we weren't setting up this, these PSA submissions that we're doing here pretty soon, this would be, you know, very high priority because we already bought the Shining Fates. We talked about Shining Fates for, you know, a month and a half, two months. I've put in the orders. I got what I felt like I needed to get. Um and it's just moving on. That's what it is, really. So that's why we're looking at different stuff. And I like this because there's no attention there. I like it too, yeah. We've talked about this. When when people start talking about Rainbow Rare Charizards on TikTok or Instagram, I go a completely different direction. And I'm like, what are people not looking at? That you know, And wh- where can I start checking the value of things? And then when I see you know something like, wow. This card is more expensive than Rainbow Rare Charizard, but no one's looking at it because they're all distracted right now. That's where I go hard on. So Pokemon Rumble is one of those things, you know, just like that advent calendar we were talking about. How many TikTokers did you see were talking about an advent calendar last week? Probably see, none. I didn't see one. Probably none. Not one. And I love that. So if I see him now, I know you were listening to my podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're just stealing our content. So, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? We aren't going to do a Gengar's Grabs this week because, really, it's just more of an honorable mention. Like we said, I'm trying not to spend money. I'm trying not to spend money uh, because we have, we're doing a year's worth of PSA submissions uh, and also, you know, making lots of big buys. So we have to save money for that. That's just part of the business deal. Sometimes, you know, business is more about money in than it is money out. So right now I'm in a, an accumulation phase. I'm accumulating as much money as I can so I can start making some big purchases come next year or big, you know, just spending in general. Uh, Cause I'd like to increase my PSA collection. Um, we have a big Yu-Gi-Oh order coming on the way. So there's lots of stuff that we have to deal with. Um, so Gengar's grabs won't get a full segment, but honorable mention, I know I said I wouldn't spend money, but I did. This just happened today. Um, uh, not Pokemon related, but we got a PSA 9 Summon Skull from Metal Raiders. It was an unlimited, so it's not the first edition, 
But the seller wanted two fifty. He didn't get two fifty. He got two hundred dollars. The Gengar Greasy discount. Here's the thing with this: that Summon Skull Ultra Rare from Metal Raiders. If you guys are Yu-Gi-Oh fans and aware, he sells for two seventy plus in a PSA nine. So he was already discounted at two fifty, and he didn't even get that. So uh, got greasied. Yeah, he got greasy. And this is gonna be for the personal collection. I really love old school Yu-Gi-Oh. It is. Um, I was a little bit older when I got into it, so. For some reason, those cards just feel, um, they just got a special feeling, just like Pokemon in, in a way, they, in their own way. So that was it. I like Did it. Did you buy anything? I like it a lot. Um, no, didn't buy anything. I actually, I didn't buy anything. Chill uh, week. Other than some more Yu-Gi-Oh stuff that I bought, but that was yeah. it. So um, apologize, guys. That's not Pokemon related, but I had to share that because I know we got some Yu-Gi-Oh uh, lovers. I'm sure we all do. If anyone hates Yu-Gi-Oh, send me a message. Like, dude, I hate Yu-Gi-Oh. Stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. do that. We'll, we'll dude, stop talking stop. about it. I'll just shut up. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll talk about Yu-Gi-Oh more though, but we'll definitely right, right, right. Mentions, you know what I mean? Because we we just we think we're cool. We're sharing we're sharing it with you guys. Yeah. Um, and just a little side note, I do think Yu-Gi-Oh is on the rise, but it is still heavily misunderstood. Because people don't even understand how Pokemon works. Like the guys that are trying to get in for money, solely money. Yeah, how Yu-Gi-Oh works, yeah, Yu -Oh works is a whole lot different than exactly. how Pokemon works. And, um, and Pokemon still hasn't figured stuff out. So it's right. like, it's, um, it's a whole nother ballgame. I, I think I think we're like 18 months away from Yu-Gi-Oh seeing some sort of relatable Pokemon trend. You know what I mean? I can see that. I think we're like 18 months minimum. Uh, things are going up and it's getting more traction but it's not enough to even rival what Pokemon's been doing. Um, and again, it's not about the money. I just really like these cards, and I need to get them before they're unattainable. That's that's my thing. Yeah. Um, all right. We got a lot of questions tonight. So we're going to get into this. There's a ton. Oh, my gosh. What is it? One. You know what? Let's just start the next segment, and we will get into it. All right, everyone. It's a fan question segment right now. Sorry, guys. It's just... The our sample was muted, so I was just trying to wing it as much as I wow. could. <laughs> but it's a fan question segment, everyone. Big night. A um, lot, a lot of questions to answer here. Thank you so much for uh, yeah, all you the guys questions. You guys killed it. My Instagram. Yeah, absolutely killed Which it. Which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We love it. Keep it, keep it coming. We will answer every question that we can get uh, to during the podcast. Yes, hundred percent. First up, we have to we have to give honors to our Poke Tower MVP. <laughs> Man, he's on it. I already know. I already know. Um, he's, so he he's has, on it. He has to be first. His question has to be featured first because he's the undisputed champ MVP of the Poke Tower podcast. That's Chris Rossetti. Let's get into it. Did you want to read this? Can you read that far? Devin's pretty far away today. No, let me see. I'll, I'll screw it up. I'll get it. All right. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Chris Rossetti. He says, what's going on, team? <laughs> uh, it's the four-time giveaway champ, a.k.a. the MVP here. I got caught sleeping last week, and someone caught... Sleeping. Someone came for the throne. Sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Hope you all had a great holiday. We hope you had a great holiday as well. Um, hope you like the uh, the holiday podcast yeah. themed edition. I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, oh, by the way, I got one of those boxes. <laughs> Uh, Christmas came and went by too fast this year, and the year in general has been a quick one. We are reaching our last days of 2020, and I hope that 2021 continues to bring you both great things. It will. It has been 
Move your cursor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, cool. it's been cool to see you guys start off and see where you guys are at, where you guys are at now in the Pokemon community. You touched you touched bases on this in the earlier episode with the type of like year this. we like have this. had with the virus and us being able to buy Pokemon during these times. I would say that I am very fortunate during these times to be able to do so. Thank you guys for reintroducing me to Pokemon cards and the game. So first off, just want to say. Thank you um, very much, Chris Rosetti, for being such a loyal listener. A loyal listener, exactly. We talked about this um, a while ago. We talked about this, you know, the virus and being fortunate enough to buy cards, yeah. you know, a few episodes ago. And here he is, you know, still thinking about it and still, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the word for it. I mean, it's still four, ringing true for yeah. him. You know what I mean? And uh, at, at least four months now. Yeah. So Crazy. that's good. So thank you very much for that. That first bit there. Next coming up, looks like it's coming from me. Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> no gimmicks very cool that you are doing engineering and are and are very close it was nice to hear your passion for cards and how you would like to visit card stores in different areas etc i'm sure whichever route you take with cards or engineering it will definitely pay off my only thing is that i wish you had chose civil civil engineering lol that is what i do and i remember i chose that over mechanical engineering oh snap cool. small world yeah it's a very small world um well, s- small thing here. Uh, I I chose mechanical engineering because uh, I have a I have a job where I I make I fabricate machines and I make machines, so I feel like mechanical engineering would serve me a little better than civil engineering. But I have thought about multiple avenues of engineering. But thank you, uh, Chris, for that little bit. Yeah, I think uh, either way I go, depending on if I want to travel. Cards, are, cards are way more fun. Yeah, cards <laughs> are way more fun. Exactly. So ripping I'm really, packs, sipping and ripping. Come on, uh, this. Uh, <laughs> Actually, just about since last week, I've, putting in some, I've been putting in some serious work uh, in terms of my collecting hobby. So that's why I've, I've been venturing off into Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff like that. So because I am just covering so all my bases uh, and making sure that I can keep this hobby as alive as possible for myself. So that way I can have my goals be achieved um, later on next year. Hopefully. We'll see. But here we go. Oh, we got some different, we got some different stuff in here. I can see it already. Here we go. I like oh, it. Yeah. Here's some things I picked up uh, the past week. So here we go. Looks like an NFL Prism Mega Box retail. I don't come across them very often, and it was fun to rip open. Hey, that's, we rip open football that's cards about. as well. That's what it's about, though. Absolutely. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I just want to get some cards. Yep. Uh, we, we, went, we went champion, uh, Champions Path hunting when it came out. And yeah. we, came ended, out with we Don ended up Russ. buying some Don Russ and some yeah. Illusions packs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just the way it goes. It's part of being a collector. NBA Hoops Mega Box. Two hangers. Dang. This guy's finding some... Good stuff. I don't come across these very often, and it was fun to rip open. Nice. Heck yeah. Vivid Voltage ETB. Found this at Target during a restock and thought I would get it. I don't think the ETBs are my thing, so I see. So if I see them in stock, then I grab one and will only purchase it one time. That's kind of what I do. I do purchase single packs here and there, but I am not hyped up on buying a lot of ETBs. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. We're kind of the same. Same thing, yeah. It's like a one and done. I just like to have the box and uh, all the stuff that comes with it. So... Oh, I like this one. Japanese Neo Revelations Aerodactyl Hollow for sixteen ninety one. I like mm. that. I haven't. I think I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I haven't uh, ventured off into hmm. any cool. of the other cards from Neo Revelations other than like the starters and um, the original second gen Pokemon. Um, so that's actually a card I might actually look up because I, I know little about it. Neo. Yep, this is the one. Okay, cool. Which one is that? Oh. Um, yep. I remember Yeah, this. that's sick. I like that. That's cool. Very good pickup. So we have a Japanese base set Polyrath uh, for 518. 
I'm okay with this, and the card is super minty. Wow. That's cool. Big Polyrath fan. You just picked up that PSA 9. Wait, that was 9. a hollow? Uh, That's a hollow that you picked up? Is it a hollow? I feel like you did, Japanese. Yeah, hey, Chris, Polyrath's So a next week, you're going to be uh, sending in another question. You're going to be sending in your answer. Is that a hollow Polyrath or not? Um, Japanese base. Oh, no. We just is. went over that. Picked up four packs of Unified Minds at my local store, retail. That's that's, that's sick. Fun. Yeah, that's Unified Minds is a great set. Um, CGC... Was that 6.5 or 8.5? 6.5. Base set Venusaur, 140. I'm okay with this price and I may send off to PSA so I can have it in a PSA slab. Yeah. I can live with whatever grade it comes back in. Crack them. 100%. Yeah, and, and I'm really interested because I haven't cracked a... I have not cracked a CG, CGC slab to turn into PSA. But I want to see the... Have you cracked any slabs? I want to see... No. I, I want to crack that CGC that I have. Um, I want to see what that takes. It's not much for CGC because they're poorly put together. But anyways, um, I want to know what a CGC 6.5 would be PSA. What happens if PSA is yeah. like, yeah, this is a 7. That's all. That's, things are going to get interesting. Yeah. Things will get really interesting. Just just email PSA with a picture well, of your got, cracked have, CGC slab no, and be well, like. We have another question, though, that's going to, I think you guys are going to really like. that will be later on today. Um that's, All right. That, that we'll go into that for sure. We'll go in. We'll go into that more later. So it looks like here. So I like the Venusaur. That's dope. Um, some things on my list. Local guy has twenty Pokemon Black Star promos for two hundred in mint condition. These would be cool to to have to collect and have graded. But I don't know about the price. Black Star promos is just a random lot. Yeah, if it's just a random lot, I'm not sure. There's it, some Black Star promos that aren't really I, worth this, anything. This what you, I mean. There's some that are. I think you know what to do. Yeah, you, you got to comp them you get all it, out. You got you to comp them all out, and you're like, okay. That's that's the smartest thing to do. Yep. Um, what else we got here? Stained Glass Birds promo. That's a that's a no-brainer. Go get yourself one immediately. I mean, the, the ETBs are getting reprinted in yeah, January, they, well, so they like might... like 200 bucks right now, too. You might have some fresh ones out there. Uh, people are doing... That's ridiculous that people are paying 200 bucks for the Hidden Fates ETBs. Ridiculous. Yeah. As always, thanks for taking the time to go through my... Picks and questions. Uh, laugh out loud. I may skip a week or so to give you guys a break. <laughs> Take care and happy new year to you guys. All right. Chris Rosetti. Happy new Yo, year. Happy new year. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. You don't worry about skipping a week, man. Um, Just do what you want to do. Yeah. You heard it from us. We want to know if that... What, did you find out that Polyrath was ho- hollow? Yeah. They're hollow. They're they're all hollow. It's just... And they sell relatively cheap. Like I'm seeing a lot of those uh, on eBay. That's cool. And, you know, if, if you have the eye for it... <laughs> That's a whole other market there. Japanese cards, you can find them for super cheap and grade them. Now, they don't sell as high as an English card, but at the end of the day, when you're buying cards for 5 bucks and you turn them into $80 bills, you are it's just the return yeah, on that. Yeah, that's the game right you there. You don't see that anywhere yeah. else. You don't see that anywhere else. Cool. Let's get the next question going. This question comes from GFX Justin Style. This is the one I was talking about, guys. I like cool. this one. Here we go. All right. So it's, hey, hey, Merry Christmas. I would, uh, I would for you and your brother to do some research. I think you like, I think you like and be interested in my findings slash opinion. PSA 10s will lose value because not only does it take forever to get back right now, but the centering will be worse than a CGC and a Beckett 9. 
I have seen this multiple times. I would love to hear y'all's take on this. Thank you and love the podcast. All right. Very cool. No, so I, I had thought about this one. I had to think about this one. Um, and there, re- there really is no research to be done. This is why PSA is actually, in some cases, more popular than Beckett. Because when something is so hard to grade that you cannot grade a 10, any businessman is going to go to the company that he can attain a PSA a, a 10 in. If Beckett and CGC make their grading standards really hard and really rigid, that may be good for someone's ego to stroke their ego and be like, wow, I have one of one, you know, mint tens that exist in existence for this company. But the thing with the with the grading market and the card market is that people want their cards to grade high. And if you're too strict, you will scare them away. Now, that doesn't mean PSA has lenient grading standards. They have very clear grading standards on their website of what passes for a 10, what passes for a 9. And I think they're fair. I think they're really, really good. Centering can be, you know, no greater than 60-40 on the front, top, bottom, left, right, and no greater than, uh, you know, 80-20 on the back for a 10. And surface has got to be perfect. Your edge has got to be perfect. Your corner has got to be perfect. I think that's fair. That's It's a flawless card. It's a... The only thing you're missing is, you know, very slight, you know, uh, centering issues. But that, I don't think, I don't think that's, they're going to lose value. They haven't lost value. So what I would challenge you to say is when are they going to lose value? When will PSA 10s lose value? Because they haven't yet. That's the question. Um, And I don't think they will. My 10s sell just fine. My 9s sell just fine. Um and it's my opinion that CGC doesn't even compare to SGC right now for grading. Um, yeah, and, and another way to look at it as well, another way to you know, kind of pr- further prove Denny's point here and the point that I'm agreeing with as well is that PSA cards are backed up right now, extremely backed up, which just goes to show the amount of popularity yep. and the amount of, uh, <clears throat> um, what's it called? like customers or clients or people they have that are seeking right. a PSA graded card. If now I'm not saying that Beckett and CGC are not backed up. They might be, I have never graded to them. They I'm are. not uh, CGC is in no close. way, shape or form. CGC gonna... is close till the new year. Oh, they wow. aren't even taking stuff in and they may, they may push that back and Beckett takes just as long, if not longer than PSA. So you have a lot of people sending in a PSA and the other thing is, is that PSA, you know, is constantly expanding and has been expanding, right? Their company. And for a company to do that from to where it was three months ago when I got my membership or four months ago when I got my membership, four months, there goes into a slight boom one month and PSA's president sending out, hey, we have to move our office now mm-hmm. and we have to relocate to a bigger place because we have so many orders coming in. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. For a company to be able to do that in such a quick time. You know, mm-hmm. that means there's a mass amount, a very, very mass amount of people who are inputting for grades to this company. Now, if there's a lot of people putting in grades for this company, right, and there's a lot of cards coming through, I don't see that popularity going down at all. You know what I mean? It's right. almost like it's like a, it's like Coca-Cola and Pepsi. You know it, what I mean? There's people who are going to love Pepsi and there's people going to love Coca-Cola. Right. And I don't I don't hate CGC, guys. Like I've, I've we've talked about this. You get what you pay for. And time, effort, and money. 
CGC. But the is, numbers, the numbers just prove it. You is can't. the underdog. It's cheaper, and it's it, the return times are getting just as bad. Believe it or not, from what I'm hearing and what people are telling me about CGC. Um, so if you put all that together, you're paying less money. You're waiting less uh, time, um, which means they're probably not taking the time on their grading. It's like if if PSA, you know, the industry standard in grading takes so long to grade your cards. What is the other company doing to have your card out in a week? Are they even looking at them? You know what I mean? Or are they just slapping a grade on there and like, all right, good. We got it out. Because again, volume is a business model. Some companies would rather have quantity over quality. And CGC is being put in that category right now. Yeah. And I mean, the other, there's so many ways to think about this. The other thing too, is that, you know, there is a a massive influx of people who are, who are getting into collecting again. And some of them may not know PSA. Some, maybe the first grading website they looked at was CGC. Yep. Or maybe the first one that came up was Beckett. You know what I mean? So they just, they went Beckett route because, and that's the first card. That's the first grading company they started out with. That's the one they stick to. There's a bunch of resellers out there. You know what I mean? And they're looking for the cheapest alternative right. to grade they their card because they think fast. it's the same, the same, um, yep. what's it called? The same. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. grade's a grade. Grade's a grade. It's doesn't graded. matter what the brand is. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ways to look at this question in terms of who's who's a better grader and, and where we're going to lose value and this and that. But in reality, numbers don't lie. And the numbers are that PSA grades sell and are more sought after than CGC and Beckett in some cases with beckett yeah and i still buy beckett slabs but i won't submit to beckett because that's not what i was introduced to exactly and i think to say that psa 10s will lose value because it it takes forever to get them back is just that's not a very good reason at all um yeah because for a collector it could have took them 10 years to get that card before they even got it graded Mm -hmm. so good things take time what's two weeks you know two three weeks expressed yeah to a collector not not long right um I just don't see that being viable. Now, CGC could come up because they're becoming more popular right now. They could totally, you know, swoop, change the tables. Swoop it up yeah. and be in a top position simply because they're they're moving faster. They could, but that they, doesn't make them better. They could get uh, brought more attention because a lot of resellers are using them because they're a cheaper alternative. That mm-hmm. more people will have their eyes open up like, oh, yep. CGC also does grading and they take right. you know less time. So yep. maybe now the new collector is like, hey, we'll start doing CGC and maybe it'll become more recognized as PSA and Beckett are. And who knows? We're not card flippers. So we're not worried about time, guys. That's just the thing. Yeah. That's just that's just the thing. And then I, I'm seeing this a lot. I'm seeing this behavior a lot. There's a lot of guys that are investors and flippers and they are crying about the times because they just can't survive that long in the hobby. But it, like for me, it's like, dude, I'm going to be doing this for as long as I can. What what does it matter six months, seven months? What does it matter if it's three weeks for an express order? It doesn't mean anything to me. Because I'm not trying to get in front of the market and sell something in two weeks. Like, I don't need to do that. Um, and that's what happens when you create a sustainable business off of, you know, quality and not quantity, right? So learning how to sell your bulk and being a PSA member before this stuff boomed. That's mm-hmm. why I have inventory right now because I'm not rushing to be like, wait, I can make this much money. I need to get a membership. I need to get those cards back next week. I need to start selling by next month. I don't, I don't do that stuff. Um, so waiting is not an issue to me. Um, it just doesn't bother me at all. And PSA, you know, they're just top notch. There's nothing that they, they're a $700 million company right now. You know, I don't know what Beckett's numbers are, and I don't know what CGC's are, but 
Someone just spent $700 million to acquire this company. This is not going anywhere. Um, and the thing about PSA right now is that they are spending money, like Devin said, they're investing on growing, which a lot of other companies aren't doing. They're just opening up shop and they're like, hey, we got faster return times. It's like, that's the only thing you got on PSA? PSA is going to have better quality slabs, better graders. They will eventually become more efficient. They have the brand. They're paying for the technology to get electronic grading started. They are just like ahead of the game. Um, so again, you get what you pay for. And uh, Beckett has always compared compared itself to PSA. So mm-hmm. I don't see that, you know, Beckett and PSA will always be left and right. It won't be. But CGC, to throw that in there, I thought that was kind of weird. SGC is actually a really high top competitor that I would probably put number three before CGC. The reason CGC is so popular is because of TikTok. I'm sorry, it is. There was just some guys and kids, you know, they're like, hey, you can get faster return times. You know, even GMA is getting popular and GMA is not good at all. But if you're a flipper and you're a reseller, I could see why you would opt to go for something that's faster and cheaper. But we're not about that. Yeah, I mean, a, a flipper and a reseller, the, the, the mindset of that is they have an initial cost of something they have two thousand dollars. That's their. That's their. What they're willing to put into Pokemon. They go. They go buy four five hundred dollar raw Charizards, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I bought them. They're they're the chase card. I got four of them. They go send them to get graded, and then they put them out there, and they realize there's a massive overpopulation for this card. And then there's other resellers and other um, flippers who are selling the card for fifty to hundred dollars lower than they are. So then it starts messing up the market. <clears throat> and now these guys are holding on to cards that they're like, "I paid five hundred for this, and now it's only worth four hundred. Right? I can't, I can't get rid of it. I'm going to lose massive amounts of money because I paid for it to get graded. I paid for it raw. And now I'm losing a hundred dollars. All this stuff that they're like, "Wow, now I just lost all this money that I can go put into some other hobby because this yeah. didn't work out for they're me." They're just trying to move money. That's all it is. Yeah. And here. If you're actually if you're actually in the mindset of collecting and not flipping it and reselling, it's very easy just to wait yeah. your, your six yeah. to eight months, your Heck your yeah. three weeks for yeah, an express, it? whatever whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't bother me at all because you I, have other means of selling cards. You have you have cards that you sell raw online for two to three dollars here and there. Mm-hmm. You have cards that you express because you bought one chase card or two chase cards a month at lower prices. Right, There's you send those out. However, so many you, options. Yeah, so many options, and it's just. Um, that's why this this question here, there's so many different ways to answer it, and I really hope uh, we helped you out. I hope uh, our, our opinion on it kind of clears things up for you. Yeah, and just be, just because a centering on a PSA 10 can be 60-40 doesn't make it worse than a, a, a 10 CGC or a Beckett 10. It just it doesn't. That's what PSA's standard is. When they change their standard to be like, hey, a centering has to be a perfect 50-50, you won't get a 10, then maybe we'll have this conversation again where it's like, well, PSA has made it so hard to get a 10. I'm not going to send them grading more because technically I'd be losing money. I'd be yeah, hurting myself. I can see that. Which yeah. is why people don't submit to Beckett. Because they're like, look, if, if I can't pull that black label, the money I would get off this card would not be as much. So I'd much rather send it to a company where I have a shot making a 10. That's a that's a win-win. But where, where the black where, uh BGS kind of overshines PSAs that they have the subgrades that you could pay for. Yeah. Um, so that's why some people prefer, prefer that. Yep. But again, it's all ego. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. It comes down to ego. I have better grades than you because this company is better than this or that. But if you don't listen to that noise, there's really nothing wrong with PSA. They are, they are the brand. They are the standard. So is Beckett. 
All right. Well, I hope that helps out, man. Next question here comes from... Okay, hold on. Oh, shoot. All right. Let's go to the bottom first, actually. Let's go to the bottom. Whoa. Okay, so the bottom would actually be right here. All right. Let's see. And we'll work our way up. Oh, we got all those right there. Okay. Yeah, so Angel... Angel.eer. This is from Instagram. He said, uh, what's up, guys? Hope you had a good Christmas. What's a set you would like to get all 10s in? Um, Ooh. <laughs> base set. Um, That's easy. Base set. Base set, first edition. I would love to have every card, PSA 10. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. I'm I'm gonna go with a uh, Aquapolis. 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 Yeah. Well, that's and that's that's one of those like low, low pop. And he said set. any set. Right. No, I'm I'm saying that would be a good one too. Or like Sky Ridge would be another one that's just kind of low pop. Well, they have the 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 Aquapolis. Um, what's it called? Lugia. That's the one I really mm-hmm. like. So if I can get that in a ten, I'd be really that's happy. That's cool. All right. That was a pretty easy one. All right, cool. Uh, hopefully you. you had a good Christmas too. Oh, Angel's got another question. All right, cool. Also, you being Gengar, who does your brother go by Pokemon-wise? Uh, I think I just kind of answered that one, but uh, Lugia, he's always been my favorite. Um, I really got into the second generation Pokemon. We'll just call him Lug- Lugia Gimmicks. Just call me Lugi. Lugimmicks. Lugi. What? <laughs> Let's Yugi. call me Lugi. Lugi. Because I, I collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards too, there you so go. it's a like Yugi and Lugia. Lugia gimmicks. Oh. <laughs> Lugia gimmicks. Oh, All right, let's let that one go. Game, TCG. All right, next question we have uh, is this one's from Eric Yich Yichin Yechin Yichin. Sorry if we butchered yeah. that uh, username, man. Uh, we're trying our best here. Yichin. It says, "What are some of the best modern cards to invest in?" All right, first well, off, we don't invest in cards; we collect cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talk about. I mean, that's the point of this podcast. But again, we're like, telling you guys the top five things like this is stuff. We've always we've always said that uh, in, investing sometimes, like you know, uh, that'll, that'll resonates that'll better. You. It resonates better with you guys. But honestly, it's just all about collecting. And in terms of modern cards, collect your favorite modern card. Yep. You know what I mean. Um, and if you're really not sure, you're you've been at a Pokemon for a very long time, and all the modern all the modern Pokemon you're not content. sure of. Yeah, go consume some content. Go on. Go, go look on, through some card lists. Go on eBay. Go look at, you know, go on Pokemon, Pokemon cards. Yeah, go on Pokemon TikTok. Watch every creator that you like. Find the things that you like. You'll be like, wait a minute. He just showed this card. What is that? Because I really like that. Then you go research it. You go Google it and you do your thing. Um, and then you and then it's it's all basic math. You could you could invest in some of the crappiest cards, but it's undeniable that if you know your stuff, you will make money, even though that's not our first goal here. Um, as collectors with me, like I said, I just like, I like rare stuff. I like to collect cards. It just so happens that that's also profitable. There's no, you know what I mean? Um, it's not my fault that I like, you know, what was I, what was I showing the other day? Like I like Reshiram, you know what I mean? He's a legendary Pokemon. It's not my fault that when I grade it, it becomes more valuable than I could imagine. Or like Darkrai, another one of my favorites. Um, it's really, I get best modern cards you could invest in is I don't know if we could answer that good enough because it's subjective. It is. It is very. Um, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to make it black and white, or you want to try to put some type of uh, put it in some type of category or give it some type of context. Again, we've talked about it. The amazing rares from Vivid Voltage. You can pick those up for relatively cheap, fifteen yeah. to thirty dollars a piece raw on eBay. Go buy some of those. Those are very. Um, uh, what's it called? They they resemble the um, the shining cards. Yeah. Uh, from uh, they're good. Not shining fates. What is that? 
Shining Legends. Shining Legends. Right. <laughs> Too many Shining this and Shining that. Shining Legends the is Shining, All that stuff. Shining Legends is good. Hidden Fates is good. Stay away from evolutions unless you're experienced. If you know what you're doing and you know how to run a business... Go buy some slabs. You can't evo- go wrong with evolutions slabs. Evolutions is pretty cool. Go buy some evolution slabs. You know what I mean? But if, if you're you- a noob and you don't understand you know, population and if you just don't understand the math, do not buy evolutions because you actually have to be really good to make evolutions work. Not, you can't just buy all the evolutions and think you're going to win. Just doesn't work that way. At least not right now. And it hasn't for the last few months. So shining legends is good. Hidden fates is good. Um, voltage, amazing rares are good, right? Uh, just some modern sets right there. mm -hmm. Shining Uh, fates that comes out here pretty soon will be a great one. That would be a great one as well. Uh, let me think of another one. You um, got to do your research. That's that's yeah. such an open-ended question. I, I need to know what you like. I need to know how much you know about Pokemon. Like, if I I can I can promise you this, like it's not it's not a coincidence here. Denny's favorite Denny some of Denny's favorite Pokemon are Darkrai, Charizard, Gyarados, Gengar, right? Mm-hmm. And these all these Pokemon that he likes, it's not a coincidence that there is thousands of other people that like these Pokemon people, as well, yeah. well. Mm-hmm. and that's why the cards are very popular. And there's not gonna be, there's not going to be a coincidence when you're like, hey, I really like Typhlosion, and I like Entei, and I like uh, you hunt Giratina. Those so I'm going to go buy all those cards because I like them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, since because you like them, you're not the only person in the world that also likes that card. Right. So they're going to have value. So just collect what you like. Um, don't worry about modern. Don't worry about vintage. Don't worry about any of this or that. Just make don't sure that you are... Don't worry about money. Yeah, don't worry about money. You got to have fun doing this. You're going to stress yourself out trying to find the best cards to invest in. Yeah. Because there's a million different opinions right now. Yeah. So find out what you like. Find the Pokemon that you like. Um, use your eye. Make sure you're buying quality cards. You're not buying... Um, if you don't know what that means, go on YouTube and learn about people who grade cards and how to inspect cards. You need to know all this stuff before you just start buying stuff. Absolutely. So I hope that answers your question. I know it was kind of uh, open-ended in terms of our answers but we did try to give you some solid picks uh, if you want to go look those to up to be honest we try to stay away from these types of questions too you yeah. know what I mean like what card should I buy it's like I don't know I honestly don't yeah, know what do you that's like? not a that's not a do you jerk like answer exactly. do you like Houndoom right do you like Salamence <laughs> like, yeah which one do you like and I'd, I'd hate for for me to say well go buy this card and you buy a hundred of them thinking that you're going to be you know a millionaire and the Pokemon market flops by some weird chance, and now you're like, dude, I'm stuck with all this crap I don't even like. See, that's where that's where me and Devin, we buy stuff that we like, so that if it stays on our shelf, we just sit there and stare at it all day. We're like, we couldn't be more happy to have it. <laughs> so it's it sounds it sounds ridiculous when you put it that way, but that's exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. We just take them out every so often, look at them like, oh, wow, <laughs> and then put them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just flex on each other. You know? Yeah. So hopefully I, that's the best answer I can give you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just not the guy to ask. Maybe you should ask a Pokemon investor, which again, I wouldn't suggest, but if that's the answer you're looking for. You would want to ask someone who flips cards and resells them solely for money. Uh, next one. This one's going to be cool. Not Shivam. Popped up on the Instagram. He said, where do you see Pokemon in 20 years? This one's tight. So I I put some good thought into this. Yo, not Shivam. <laughs> Big fan. Devin's the one who introduced me to <laughs> not Shivam, by the way. Yeah, I when everyone was talking about uh, Collectibles Guru, I was like, yeah, I like I think when I first got on, on Pokey TikTok, I was like, I like Alex Hodges and not Shivam. Yeah, and that's about it. 
I knew, I knew nothing <laughs> about not Shivam, and Devin introduced me to him. Um, so where do we see it in 20 years? I think, I think, so let's talk about vintage Pokemon mm. right now. Let's yeah. talk about vintage Pokemon. I think vintage Pokemon will have lived its era and anything that does exist will probably be in its forever home. 20, um, year, 20 years from now? Right. Yes. Because in 20 years, my son, Ben, he's going to be 24, 25 years old. He's not going to be into what his dad was into. He'd be like, that That crap's like, you know, super old. It's like, it would be like me trying to pick up like 1960s baseball, basketball cards. I'm just not into it. I'm, I'm still, barely I'm into, still I'm barely into the 80s that, and 90s. That 20 years from now, sets like Darkest of Blaze are going to be like yeah. base set. Right. You know what I mean? For some people, they're going to be like, right. oh, I can get a Darkest of Blaze booster box for $4,500. Well, think, I think it's broader than that. So I, I think it's broader than that. The... the but that's also a good question because there's a whole lot more variations of sets out now than there was I know. back then. But this is what I'm trying to say. The the future of Pokemon in 20 years rests on the shoulders of how successful Sword and Shield is with the kids today. How much does Sword and Shield resonate with the kids that are 5 to 10 years old like it did with us when it was red and blue? Did it have the same impact on them or do they mm. care more about Fortnite? Mm. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, in yeah. 20 years, Fortnite might be huge. Yeah. Because all the kids are like, remember when we used to buy these skins and you get this and that and the other? They'd be like, yeah, Pokemon was cool, but it wasn't like the coolest thing. It was Fortnite. Like like Digimon, right? So right. Digimon, right. you had Pokemon, you had Yu-Gi-Oh, you had Digimon. Some people would put Digimon up top, but the majority of people would take Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. So Digimon's still cool, and it, it came back 20 years later, but it's like back burner. You know what I mean? So there's mm. there's potential there. And then you also think about this. Pokemon will be 45 years old. That puts it in the elite company of like a Mario, um, Kirby, characters like that. And what I've seen, what we've seen with Mario is that Mario has become co- more collectible in some ways. But in other ways, he's been so commercialized and like so mainstream that really Mario's just kind of living off brand right now it's just like game games and toys they're very limited collectibles things like you're not going to find a sealed mario game from the original nintendo for money that we could pay for right now you know what i mean it's just too out of reach and that's what i see like pokemon the stuff we're looking at right now Mm -hmm. charizards and stuff you know base set that stuff is going to be like big, big baller money. We think we. Oh know. yeah, that stuff's going to be like, and it's going to be in forever homes. Oh like yeah, the real collectors who no, bought in. I agree with you on that. I, yeah. I agree that the, that in twenty years, anyone who has their vintage cards still, it's going to be in my. Like they're going to be, it'll in be in here with home. me in my safe. It'll be just chilling, and I'll be I'll be an old man just and like ones, showing it off. The ones that are out there are going to be holy grail, like right, almost unobtainable. And you'll see those auctions. Maybe we'll see like auctions. You know, Pokemon card sells for one point eight million. Yeah, but it's like the only Charizard that has sold in the last 20 years. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I could see that. But the future of Pokemon really, really depends on how well Sword and Shield resonates and then the next generation resonates. Um, because, like, my son likes Pokemon, but he's not into Sword and Shield at all. He just likes what I like. So that's kind of interesting to me because when I was his age, Pokemon was coming out and I was into, I was in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... It would be interesting, though, if he, you know, Sword and Shield does resonate with a lot of kids. So it would be interesting to see in 20 years, you know, Sword and Shield base set 
repeats the same thing that our base set did. Well, um, let's think about it this way. We've talked about the disconnect in between vintage and modern cards, right? There's a massive disconnect there sometimes. We'll see a PSA 9, you know, base set Polyrath going for 150 bucks, And then we have, you know, a PSA 9, <clears throat> you know, stained glass birds going for 200 220 Yeah. Right? So we talk about a very modern card that's being reprinted, you know, this January. And there's a big disconnect there in between the prices, right? You're thinking a vintage car that's, you know, well, this how about old. this? So if the cars now are, are this this uh, valuable, I think I think that modern the modern cards of today have already kind of set some type of resonance. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars is about forty something years old. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, and it's, it's booming. It's, yeah, it's still. And the new kids have adopted. Yeah, yep. The new kids have adopted the the uh, the newer stuff. The old heads still stick to their. You know, they're religious to their stuff. And it's all survived, but you have you have Star Wars fans that have been around since the '80s. That's twenty something years. You know what I mean? Or no, that's forty years. My bad. That's forty years already. Um, and who's to say you know Disney doesn't do something crazy like that and buys Pokemon? Yeah, and you know I mean, mean, like, there's a lot that could happen. I mean, being a fan of all a lot of the Pokemon games all the way up until you know Sapphire, and then stopping for Diamond and Black and White and all that other stuff, and then getting back to it. When I played Sword, when I played Shield for the first time, I was actually I was excited. I right. was I was almost just as excited as um, playing the old games. You know what I mean? I'm sure if I played one of the old originals right now, I'd be stoked. Yeah. But trying to think back of that feeling, I was excited because there was a whole lot more new things. There was a different gameplay. It was a different. You know what I mean? Like they've right. introduced a whole lot more than like other editions, like Black and White. And maybe those ones are the reasons why they're not hitting that hard. You know what I mean? Those those series of games don't hit that hard like Pearl, Platinum. Well, they're on the way. They're on. Their they're way. on their way definitely. But if you look at it, th- some of those cards aren't as valuable as the cards from Sword and Shield because right. the cards from Sword and Shield they're resonating because the game is well, Sword so, and Shield's interesting too because well it caught Sword and Shield is is unique because it caught the old generation yeah and the new generation it has like it has a little bit of a little bit of every game that Pokemon's put out from Stadium to the Pokemon yellow version where you get to have your Pokemon follow you around. You know what right. I mean? Shiny Pokemon from the second generation. You get your starters. You get uh, Gigantamax. We got rid of Max Pokemon. I mean, uh, right? Right. Yeah, Max Pokemon. But we got Gigantamax Pokemon. Yeah. Well, Megas. You're talking Mega, Megas. Sorry. No, Mega. what, what I'm saying, even beyond that, is like, so everyone got back into Pokemon 2016, 2017 because of Pokemon Go. Right. So you have all these guys that played in the 90s jump in right before Sword and Shield dropped. So you had its your original fan base come back in right before you dropped Sword and Shield, and then all these new kids, you know, that are five to ten years old right now, Sword and Shield is the only thing they know. They don't, they don't, you know, they're not loyal to anything else because this is this was their series. So you have like two generations. Yeah, you have the youngest generation, and you have the original generation uh, that dropped in on Sword and Shield. Um, but in twenty years, I don't know. I mean, Look at Star Wars. Star Wars is forty something years old. I have, a, I have a pretty good. I mean, I think we're. I think we're saying the same thing here. I have. A, I have a pretty good outlook for for you know modern cards twenty years from now. I, uh, I think Pokemon. It, Pokemon in general twenty years from now, I think is gonna is gonna still be in a great place. You know, it what I mean? is. But I don't know if it's the the TCG will be in the same place. I think Pokemon will have moved on 
much like Star Wars is. I mean, look at Star Wars. Star Wars never really had a TCG, and if it did, they're few and far between. But um, their collectibles are in toys, figures, memorabilia, you know, collection boxes, things like that. And I could see Pokemon going that way. Like, there will be, I think there could be a time where cards are like, that's a thing in the past, you know what I mean? Pokemon is so big now, you know, that they end up in Disney and it's like, oh, we bought this limited edition, you know, Pikachu cup. And it's like, why, why is that a big deal? But, you know, Pokemon, what is it? Like a 90 million or $90 billion like company. It's crazy. Um, surpassing Star Wars. So like, I just feel like they could move beyond TCG and I don't, I think it'll be highly collectible, but I don't know if cards will be it. Yeah, maybe they use it. Maybe that's a new version of cards, but maybe I honestly don't think maybe Pokemon's going to get rid of cards. Maybe there will be like hologram Pokemon. That's what I'm saying. Maybe soon. it's a different yeah. type of different type of card, but I don't think they'll ever move away from like a TCG type of like right battling, battling. Yeah, some type of battling, some type yeah, of competition. TCG collecting. It's always going to be like that because that's how Pokemon but grew. It could totally be like Pokeballs with like because even the original it. game it was when the game just came out, right? The game itself. You had to finish the Pokedex. That's what, like that was like yeah. the main goal. So it, that was almost like a collecting right there. Right, you're collecting all the Pokemon, but it, it may not be in the form of cards. It may yeah. be like, hey, we make like Pokemon toys could blow up for no reason over the next twenty years, and people would start collecting every toy there is. But like, I think twenty years from legitimate. now, I think Pokemon will still remain very oh, it's collectible. Gonna be, it's gonna be top. No, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be sealed in as the elite. Like Mario is not going anywhere. As old as Mario is, not going anywhere. Star Wars not going anywhere. Coca-Cola. Unless, like, unless, like, Pokemon has, like, an unfortunate death in their designing team, you know what I mean? And they have to go with a new designer or something, or a new, you know, uh, higher up that says, hey, we're going to take a different route on this whole Pokemon yeah, thing. Yeah, that could change and it, they, they, for sure. Kind of like Star Wars, like, right. a lot of people didn't like the new Star Wars stuff, right, so a lot right, of them right. fell off. Yep. Like, that could happen, too. Or another company comes in and buys them out for their $90 billion, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they change it to something else, then I could see right. that you're plummeting, but... Pokemon's been doing so well for so long and surviving for so long. I think, yeah. you know, it so, just shows its uh its longevity, right? And I, I think that's that's probably the way. Uh, that's probably going to be my final hypothesis on this. Pokemon will probably be bigger than ever. It'll be cemented into that elite status of a company that's almost survived fifty years. But I don't know if TCG, like specifically these cards we look at now, will be the thing for them. They may Pokemon may evolve to the point where like, hey, we're tired of. People getting ripped off and selling cards for this stuff. We never made it for this. And they may find a way to like decentralize yeah, all the values of Pokemon digital cards. cards. Yeah. They, and they you, can't, totally do you can't trade them. You can only trade them. Right. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. sell them. No monetary value tied into Pokemon cards. But that's because they've made it so big that they don't even care. They're like, it doesn't matter. Our customers win more when we've decentralized the value of the cards. Yeah. It could be, it could be so freaking tech like that. Um, but I do think Pokemon will be here in 20 years. For I like sure. that question though. That's a, I do. That, you could talk about that for ever. <laughs> you could go on forever. Super tight question. Yeah. Thank you for sending in the question, Nashivam. Appreciate it. All right. That was a long one. That's fun though. Uh, next one we have from Otterbot427. Would you start streaming on Twitch slash have a Discord? Um, I don't know if well, we, we just will, started streaming on YouTube. We just started streaming on YouTube. I'm not sure if the Poketire podcast will ever reach Twitch. We might have a Discord, maybe. You know what I mean? We've, yeah, we might we can open a up a Discord for because you guys. We, we'd be able to talk to you guys a anytime. Good idea. If we open up a Discord, we can literally ha- invite all these, all of our supporters, all of our listeners. Yeah. To our Discord, 
and say, hey, you got a question for the week? This is how you submit your question right here right. in and the Discord. You'd be able to talk to us anytime. Yeah, and if you guys had a question, hey, I'm about to buy this car and it's a Saturday. We could create a small community based off huh. that. We totally could. Not um, a bad idea. As far as Twitch, though, I don't see us um, expanding out to Twitch. Myself, I may be there doing some pack openings later on dude, in my I'm so, career. But... I'm so old, too. I'm so old. I'm just learning how to do Discord stuff. So Yeah. It could happen, but it's it's just one it's of those things. That, yeah, we we haven't really talked about it because we just started the YouTube stuff, so we'll probably expand once YouTube gets rolling, even more. Yeah, we'll, we'll expand from there. Yep. Uh, Kobe, Kobe Llamas, Kobe Llamas from Instagram. I don't have the money to grade my cards. How could I keep them in good condition? Gotcha. All right. If you're trying to keep your cards in good condition, um, for me personally, I. All I do is the great, the cards that I want to grade, I throw them in a penny sleeve. I put a post-it note on the back of the penny sleeve, and then I put them inside a card saver, and I put them somewhere where they're going to be flat. Yeah. yeah these You could put them in your ETBs. You could put them in yeah. your tins that you have. Put them in your ETBs. You put them in a shoebox. Stand them up. Put them right. in a shoebox. Put them somewhere where you know there's not going to be any type of damage, heat. Coming right. in from anywhere like... Penny sleeves at a... Um, the card saver is going to do a lot for you. It's going to... It's going to do a lot. Penny sleeves at a minimum. If you can't find card savers, go with top loaders. But I, I prefer card savers over top loaders any day. Yeah. Um, not because they're more rigid and like sturdy, but you save more space and that's the standard for PSA anyways. So that's, I just don't want, I don't like moving cards back and forth. Yeah. As minimal contact as possible. So I hope that answers your question. Really, it's just find whatever box you can that's sturdy. If you can find a, any type of tin, you know, Pokemon tin. Mm-hmm. Use the lunchbox tins that you find at Target or Walmart. Use the Hidden Fates tins if you have one. Shoebox. Um, Shoebox, whatever it yeah. is. Um, put them in there. Put them up somewhere high where no one can get to them. Yep. Make sure they're flat. Don't put a lot of weight on them. Right. Don't be stacking um, like 200 cards on top of each other. I'm sure the one at the bottom is probably going to get you know <laughs> messed up in some way or scratched. All right. Uh, oh, here's our giveaway winner. That guy CT says, Shining Fates versus Battle Styles pre-order. Would you do one or the other or both? Um, again, um, you know what? You know, I would, I would, I would do both. But if you had to pick, I would pick Shining Fates. Undoubtedly, Shining Same. Fates. Same. One hundred percent. But you- if you have the money for both, I would say do both because if you spend all your money on Shining Fates, you know what I mean. You get very disappointed. You get discouraged. You don't want to buy the set anymore. Or you see that you're like, I just don't like this set. Yeah. Then guess what? Now you don't have any money to go buy the other set. And now everyone's scalping or everyone bought up all of the battle styles and you can't find any. We and covered that's the it. set that you really wanted. We covered it a few weeks ago. I did put in a pre-order for Shining Fates. And then last week, um, as you guys know, my mom is doing retail stuff. Uh, so I put in for a case of battle styles. So yeah. um, I should be getting a case of battle styles uh, booster boxes. So six boxes. Um, I would do both if you can, if you could. And then again, if... If you're trying to get your Pokemon business up and running, I I I suggest you don't do packs. I suggest you you buy some single cards, build up some inventory, and make some money selling the cards you don't want that are that you grade. Um, and then when you have some freedom and some extra cash, then you can start buying packs for entertainment, for fun, and things like that. Um, but if you uh, if you guys are solely in this for the money, which I know some of you probably are. It's not the best thing to do, but that guy, he's all about having fun. So I would, I would say both. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm going to go in on both. Right. I'm going to go in more on Shining Fates than I will Battle yep, Styles. That's exactly. Um, but 
just like I do every single um, card release, I always, I always buy a case. What I get is what I get. If I want any of the other singles that I didn't get out of the case, I just go buy them raw off I, eBay. I've spent about the same on both. I spent 300 on Shining Fates. I spent 300 on Battle Styles. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little bit more on Shining Fates. But the difference is, is the 300 on Battle Styles will probably be the only 300 I spend unless it's just a banger set. But what will happen is the $300 on Shining Fates is simply for sealed product. I will still go out and hunt down every chase card I can individually. So I agree. That's just for the entertainment aspect. We I like opening packs. All right. Looks like the next question is, uh, I'm sorry, that guy CT, I hope that answers your question. Um, so we'll be doing both. Yeah. Hope I hope you get to do both as well. Um, Pokeban. Pokeban says, what do you... Th- what do you both think about the new Pokemon sets, Shining Fates and Battle Styles? We kind of just touched on this right now. Um, but again, Shining Fates, I think, is the old, like the more superior set here because it's kind of it's based off of the 25th anniversary. So, of course, they're going to put out, you know, some real bangers in their 25th anniversary set. Well, it's, it's not labeled the 25th anniversary set. I know it's actually. not labeled their 25th anniversary set, but I'm saying it's pretty close. So I'm sure they're going to surprise us with something great, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's got the shiny vault too. That's a shiny vault. And There's not a much we know about the shiny vault though. There's got to be some type of. Oh, we do know the shiny Charizard. The shiny no, V Max. Yeah, and you can look up shiny Star V. Pretty much all those hits are going to be in American. Um, but battle style. I mean, I don't think you can compare them. I think one's a core set and one's like more of a collector heavy set. So. I agree. I agree. And battle styles at the same time. It, I think it's um. I think Pokemon is testing out kind of a new, uh, like, mechanic for their mm-hmm. their uh, yep people who actually play the TCG. Trying to introduce something new yeah. new to the meta, but that could also be very cool for collectors as well. If it if it makes the appearance of the card change, or if it makes any certain other certain card more playable, more desirable. Yep. So they're both very exciting, but again, I think I am uh, more excited for Shiny Fates, Shining for Fates. sure. Next one. Oh, Thank you for again. the question, Pokeban. The next one is GFX Justin Style again. So he has got another question. Sweet. Is it possible PSA is slacking in their grading because they are so backed up? No. I mean, I think if they were rushing, if they saw an influx of orders and you were getting your stuff back even sooner than possible, then that would mean that they're rushing. But in this case, it's taking longer, which means they're doing their due diligence and not shortchanging their customers. Yeah, and there's actually a time too where like Express was like a five day, five business day turnaround. Yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, we did it, and then because it changed. They, they it like, changed hey, back to fifteen. Like, yeah, nobody is taking this uh, this service level. Nobody wants to pay seventy five dollars a card. Yeah, and then next, like the next week after that, there's a it big went, red exclamation point. Went back up to fifteen days. Impacted service level. Yeah. What? The seventy five dollar one so is they're, impacted they're, they now are back up to fifteen, they, which is cool though. Yeah, they're adjusting their times you based that, on demand, which basically tells you the higher in demand we are, we're still taking the same amount of time yep. for every card that everyone sends in. Exactly. So again, just because they're backed up, I don't really think that. Uh, and I hope I hope Justin Style is slacking in their grade is not against PSA. Like PSA is top dogs um, up there with Beckett. Like. You know, I don't, I don't know what the bias is, but it, from I think we've had three questions now. I'm gonna give, you. I'm gonna give Justin, I'm gonna give Justin the benefit of the doubt here and say maybe he's consumed some, some poor, um, Pokemon content on social media. Maybe, um, and maybe he's trying to come to us to clear it up. Because maybe he did, he did say he he enjoys listening to us and he wants to know our opinion on it. You know, 
It's possible. I just I would not sleep on PSA. Um, and I think I think what happens a lot, a lot of new collectors overthink stuff. I'm not saying Justin Styles a new collector, but a lot of people in general, when they ask me questions that I see on TikTok, I'm like, you're overthinking it. It's not that. Yeah, just look at the numbers. It's not that crazy. You know what I mean? Um, in anything, they're like, well. Uh, can a card be centered left to right or is it centered right to left? It's like centering is centering. If it's off centered, it's off centered. Do you know what I mean? I don't care what, if you want to call it left to right and I call it right to left, don't focus so much on that. Let's look at the big picture that can we agree that the card is off center? Like don't overthink things. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think they're slacking. I don't think they're slacking at all. I think they're doing the best they can and they're providing a great service. I haven't been upset with any of the service I got from PSA. I agree. Uh, let's see here. All right. All right. Next question up. Uh, thank you, Justin, again for uh, your question. Appreciate it. So we have Rubber Mandals. Uh, this is Chase Gordon? Yeah, Chase Gordon. What's Chase up? Chase Gordon, what's going on, man? Thank you for uh, sending in your question. With with selling bulk, where is the best place to look for what cards are worth selling? I'm going to let Denny touch on this because I don't really uh, sell bulk. Right. It's I still do it the same way. The uh, there's no fancy process to this guys so limitless tcg is where we told you guys to go look up competitive decks the reason why is because you can find out which trainer cards even you know monster cards or whatever type of cards are being used in competitive decks you can see it in a deck list and it'll tell you right then and there how much these things are selling for you told them website right yeah it's limitless tcg.com research that but besides that guys it's a very long tedious grind i've never said it's easy you go through your bulk you sort your bulk you organize it and once you get it organized to where all your trainers are one one spot your monsters are in another and then you just kind of throw your energies to the side then you have to start putting together light cards so if you have four great balls you would create a play set of four great balls then you would go on ebay Type in Great Ball, 150-something out of 200-something. It comes up. You go to Completed Sold. You find that play sets of four Great Balls are selling for $1.50. You go to sell one like this. You list that card, and you do that. You just do that hundreds of thousands of times over. Um, there are some cards. Like I said, when, when you get in the hobby long enough, you kind of just know what's good and what's not good, um, and you don't have to research. But then there's other cards you're like, I don't know what this is. I had to look it up. Um, so with more time in the hobbies, you know, you start to pick up what's what moves uh, very quickly. And it just takes practice. It, you know, you have to list hundreds of thousands of cards. Um, there's really no easy way around it. It's a very tedious grind. And that's why people don't like selling their bulk individually. They much rather send it off to someone because there's no, there's no easy answer. Um, but if you get into the competitive meta... And you learn, you watch people play the game, you will start to just see it quickly. Like, oh yeah, I have this card. I wonder if I got three more because I seen it used in this deck and I know what it's used for. Um, but it's the same thing. It's the same way you comp your PSA cards. You look up the card, the set number, completed, sold. You see if it's selling. If there's no demand, you throw it in like an ultra bulk pile where you would actually send that into a card store and let them deal with selling it. Pretty easy. That's pretty easy it's that's that's it that's all there is to it i mean let me let me give you an example uh so if you organize your bulk and let's say you have four of the turfield stadiums you got four you would type in turfield stadium 
you put the card number in, which is 68 out of 73, and you'll see a playset of Turfield Stadium sold for 135. Then you just copy that listing and you you list yours for you know 130, 140, 150, whatever you feel is comfortable, but obviously competitive at the same time. And that's that. That's all you do. And uh, it's a lot of work. A lot of work. That's why I try to do about 10 to 20 listings a day. Because if you don't, uh, the volume game just doesn't work in your favor. Uh, let's see. That was a good question, though. Hopefully, I know you guys are getting into the bulk stuff. And it's a grind. But if you do it, trust me, it's so worth it. So worth it. All right. Next question comes from uh, Chase Gordon again, uh, a.k.a. Rubber Mandals, um, too old to collect. He's all those aliases. Um, he says, what is, in your guys' opinion, the best Gengar card and best Lugia card? Okay. Um, I have, I have, I can't really say one. I have three uh, of, in my opinion, the best Lugia cards, the ones that I like the most. I'm not saying they're the most valuable. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I'm just saying in terms of my, my opinion, the best ones that I like are Neogen, First edition Lugia seven out of one eleven. Um, I like that one a lot. I believe it's seven out of one eleven. Um, and then I also like uh, Aquapolis. Aquapolis um, Lugia. I like that one a lot. Unfortunately, he's just a little bit unattain- unobtainable right now in the condition I want. And then the last one is the promo for the Poke Park in Japan. That's one of the ja- the few Japanese cards I really like, and it's a Lugia. And I really like that card. Hmm. Okay. So those, in my opinion, are the three best Lugias. So I'll just do what my the best Gengar card is the Sky Ridge Gengar. So it's uh. Really, the best one to you? Is that your favorite Gengar card? Probably. Probably simply because of the value. It's the most valuable Gengar there is right now, um, which would make it my favorite. But the artwork's actually pretty nice too. You don't like the Sabrina's Gengar right here? That's on your display. <laughs> the only I do. card that's on your display I do but uh, it's not my favorite that's but not what if you had that like in a PSA 10 no because it's not my favorite Gengar art I just bought it because I had it I I could have I mean that's just one of the things I got because I got but um no uh, Sky Ridge Gengar Hollow it's number 9 I believe part of the e-reader series it's a hollow would you have to have that misprint where he's holding the fireball okay so yeah there's a misprint where in the hollow it's perfectly put in his hand, so it looks like he's picking up like a fireball. That one's going for uh, like, hold on, that one's going for twenty five thousand dollars. There, but, but that would be the one that you'd want. Yeah, for sure. for, yeah, that would be. It would it's be, be the, the fireball one. It would be the, That's a Grail card. That yeah. thing rivals the Charizard right there. Um, but if you didn't get the Arrow one, you could get a PSA ten Skyridge Hollow Gengar for twelve thousand. I just really like that card. I like that one too. We talked about it in the Halloween yeah. special. It was sick. I really like it, and the artwork reminds me of a classic Gengar. Um, I mean, he, he, you know what I mean? Because they do a lot of weird art for Gengar. But yeah, that's they do. like just a regular. They make Gengar. them like flat or stretched a lot, yeah. which is that weird. That just looks like a regular Gengar. That's yeah. the type you. That's the type of stuff you see, you know, in the cartoon. So, yep. Um, for me, it would definitely be a value. You know, just like if you could have what's the best Charizard in your opinion? You'd be like, well, it would be a Shadowless PSA ten first edition. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's a Grail. It is the God card. Like, that's what I would want. Um, so, and yeah, that would be about value, but I would never sell it. If I could, if I could flex a $25,000 card, I would not, I would not sell it unless I like absolutely had to. I'd just be like, put it up and like, I agree. A yeah. massive display and yeah. show off in every like TikTok video. Look Mass- at me. Massive picture me. frame with the smallest little yeah. PSA slab in it. Look how right awesome. above my mantle. Yeah. 
for everyone so to see. <laughs> All right. All right, so I think that just about does it for our fan question segment, guys. Um, I appreciate everyone. We appreciate everyone sending in your questions. Again, you guys killed it this week. You guys, yeah. oh my gosh, so many questions, so many good questions. Um, I really hope we helped everyone out. If we didn't answer your question completely or, or to um, a way that you understood. Tune it, in hey, on Thursday. Tune in on Thursday and ask your question there. Drop yeah, it live. We'll be live. We'll, we'll be live answering all your questions. And again, if you can't make it to the live, it'll be recorded and put out later on in the week for a supplementary uh Listening. podcast listening yep and then uh again if you missed us on thursday you have next week we're here every week guys 100 percent coming to you on wednesday with a brand new episode so if you have questions always hit us up at the pokey tower podcast at gmail.com or any of our social medias you guys know how to get a hold of us let's right. go let's get into the devon core segment <laughs> the Devon Core segment. We have a brand new week full of uh, sleepers and lookouts for you guys. I got some pretty uh, Mountain Dew. Some pretty good bangers out there. <laughs> Danny's enjoying a Mountain Dew. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. The uh, first one up here is a sleeper, guys. It is Dragonite EX uh, 91 out of 101 dra- from Dragon Frontiers. So this Dragonite here, I like it a lot. I enjoy looking these up. I like this Dragonite a lot. Um, one, because the color of the card isn't even like... It looks like a grass card. And then it's a hollow... Um, it's from Dragon Frontiers, and the prices here in the Ooh. comps aren't bad at all. So, raw, we're going 30 to like 85 bucks. Again, the 30 is on the lower end of the price range, so you're going to find more beautiful cards. Get one with the crease in it. Yeah, get one with the crease. And then uh, the 85, of course, is going to be more of the premium quality cards, but of course, use your eye, do your due diligence, all that stuff. But a PSA 9, there, uh, I don't think there's any listings for a PSA 10, so it must be pretty hard to get it in a PSA 10. Oh, there's but, one. You want to see what the PSA 10 is real quick? What is the PSA 10? $5,000. That's not sold though. No. That's just that's just what listed right now. Twenty watchers. Yeah. Okay. Someone, someone's gonna pay that. So there you go. PSA ten is going for about five thousand bucks. Delta species. Okay. Um, yeah, and this is a Delta species card. Uh, so I think it's really cool for a Dragonite, especially from Dragon Frontiers. I think it's one of the better hits in the uh, in the set. Mm. So a PSA nine is three hundred fifteen dollars. So that's not bad. PSA nine is not completely unachievable. Um, you can definitely eyeball you know a sixty to seventy five dollar card that's selling on eBay. Um, and get a PSA 9 pretty easy. And if it's not your favorite card, or if it is your favorite card, this is a great one to have in your collection. Um, nice. The next one up here is Articuno, 148 out of 147 from Platinum Supreme Victors. This card right here is extremely collectible. I would have your eye on this card. I would try to buy this card as quick as possible because in terms of the three birds, I think this card is very, very collectible. Like like I like I thought with the, the stained glass. Oh yeah, these cards right here just have a really really nice artwork. Um, very cartoonish. Look. Like I don't know, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's just a, it's a cool they looking got that, art. Like uh, American traditional like tattoo look. Yeah, like thick outlines, solid colors. Very cool. Um, but here are the comps, guys. Raw, you can find them for about fifteen to seventy five dollars. Um, you guys know how the prices go. Fifteen is going to be that lower end, oh, and the seventy five is going to be the more premium. Uh, but a PSA nine is selling for about two nineteen. So again, that's not a horrible come up. There's not um, any tens that have sold. Um, so again, a ten might be a little bit unachievable in these cards. Maybe the the print on these cards wasn't that great. But uh, again, two hundred nineteen right now is not bad for um, a PSA nine, especially when you get them at uh, fifteen to seventy five dollars. I'm about the Zapdos squad. The Moltres uh, is one forty nine out of one forty seven. Uh, same set, Platinum Supreme Victors. 
Raw is about 25 to, I can't see from here, what is that? 60? Yep. Yep. 25 to 60 <clears> bucks. <throat> um, and a PSA 9, there was no uh, listings and there was no sold PSA 9. So this could be a really low pop card or there could be people holding on to it. Again, we see that, you know, um, usually the fire type Pokemon are the more collectible, but I think Zapdos is actually the fan favorite out of all these three. Um, but again, uh, PSA 9, prices are unknown, but if Articuno is going for 219 we can only imagine what a Moltres would go in a PSA 9. So Zapdos, 150 out of 147 the same set, um, Platinum, Supreme Victors, Raw, same price range, about 20 to 60 but a PSA 9 goes for about 350 bucks. So again, with Zapdos being the more uh, fan favorite bird here, but it's having a similar price range as the Moltres, you can only imagine that a PSA 9 would go for right about the same amount of money, about $350. So maybe $300. Again, these are really good come-ups. Small scale-ups, if you're, if you're looking to um, buy them raw, get them graded, and then sell them, so that way you can buy cards that you actually enjoy and you want to keep in your collection, uh, these are really good ways to, to scale up without breaking the bank. Yeah. So again, that's Whoa. Dragonite EX 91 out of... Dragonite EX, 91 out of 101, Delta Species from Dragon Frontiers, Articuno, 148 out of 147 from Platinum Supreme Victors, Moltres, 149 out of 147 from Supreme Victors, and Zapdos, 150 out of 147 from Supreme Victors. Supreme Victors is pretty slept on, too, because it's part of that era that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, and these uh, are these are OG Pokemon that a lot of people yep. know about, you know what I mean? So It's an expensive box, too, if you again, try to get a just, uh, they're just hidden in there, you know what I mean? Hidden gems that people didn't know about. All right, so lookouts, guys. We got some pretty interesting uh, lookouts here. I like these oh, cards I've a seen lot. This one before, yeah. I like these cards a lot, and the fact that these um, this generation of Pokemon is kind of on the rise. I think these are 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 very um, high priority in terms of lookout cards. So again, for Alligator, two out of one hundred one from Dragon Frontiers. Uh, it's going raw for about eight to fifty dollars. Again, you guys know how the prices go, and you guys know how the quality goes. Um, but this card right here, I like the art on it, and I also like the way that the the card looks in terms of collectability. It checks off a lot of boxes. It being a starter, it being the next generation of Pokemon to kind of boom. Uh, I like this card a lot. The next one up again. Uh, this one's kind of optional because obviously the uh, the grass starters aren't the uh, most popular Pokemon. But Meganium, four out of one hundred one, Dragon Frontiers. Uh, it sells for about eight to fifty dollars. PSA nine sold for fifty bucks, so not that great. <laughs> not that great. But the fact that you're seeing PSA nine sell for fifty bucks, you can maybe go get yourself a PSA nine for ninety bucks, you know, and sit on it and wait on it if you have, you know, that much faith and that much hope in the card. So again, the PSA nine being that price and it being a lookout card is not bad. You can uh, guarantee yourself a, a good quality card. Typhlosion is the next one up. This one being the uh, the fan favorite because it is a fire starter. Typhlosion, 12 out of 101 from Dragon Frontiers. It's going about $10 to $25 raw, but a PSA 9 sold for $124. So this is already following that trend of fire Pokemon and uh, having a, a superior fan following. Um, but again, buying one for $15, grading it for $10, and then you know making $100 in a PSA 9 from it isn't bad at all. Um, again, these are older cards from older sets, and they're also Pokemon who are who are going to be coming into the the spotlight here soon after, you know, base it starts to I die down a little bit. Let me see so, 
Again, that's for Alligator, 2 out of 101, Meganium, 4 out of 101, and Typhlosion, 12 out of 101 from Dragon Frontiers. They're all bangers. Um, they all fill out that collectible list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was so, actually in the market for the freaking Typhlosion for a little bit. Yes. So these cards right here, guys, are great. And, like, the, oh, the, cool it's art. cool because, like I said, the, the, the card itself isn't red like it would be a fire card. Yeah. It's... He's a psychic. He's a psychic card. What? You know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of off. And then look at the... If you look at for alligators... Isn't that part of the Delta species, though? Um, I don't know. I haven't really done my uh, my research too much on the Delta species, so don't... don't and his weakness is still Don't water. come after me, guys. That's insane. Don't come after me. But... Uh, yeah, I wasn't a part of this I like I like all. the fact that all the all the cards are kind of like a different code than what they would normally be. So to me, that kind of sticks out. And I'm like, hey, that could be something that is very uh, sought after later on, you know? Instead of having all red... Typhlosion cards are all blue for alligator cards. Right, right, right. Now you have a for alligator that's brown, and you have a, you know, a Typhlosion that's purple. So again, these are all really, uh, really good bangers. Or you could have an XY Evolutions Charizard. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> I just had a throw. I've been fighting a lot of battles online about the XY Charizard. Uh, so again, guys, these are some pretty high priority cards, uh, especially the three birds and then the three lookout cards. I think they're very high priority in terms of lookouts. Um, these Pokemon are on the rise. So again, guys, check them out if you aren't aware. Now Gotta you look are. at those birds. Uh, get ahead of it before everyone else does. Heck yeah! That about does it for the Demacore segment. Awesome. Um, we need to announce a giveaway real quick. Hold on. All right, we got this figured out, guys. So the giveaway winner will be able to. Well, no, hold on. The giveaway will be on the giveaway winner Thursday. Yeah, we, we will decide Thursday. who the giveaway winner is on Thursday. So the giveaway is going to be on Thursday when we do our live stream for uh, the Q&A for the podcast QA and the live stream for two. YouTube. The first person to, to go on the live stream and ask a question is going to win the giveaway. Yep. And we're going to be doing this uh, live stream. What, what are we? Uh, PST? Yeah, Pacific time. Pacific yeah. time. Pacific time, 12.30. 12.30 the Pacific. The live stream will start at 12.30 Eastern. 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern, and I believe it's like 2.30 Central. You guys are two hours ahead of us, right? Something, Something like that. Something like that. But again, we're going to be live on YouTube on... Thursday. We're going to do it on TikTok too? Uh, I may open my TikTok live, but I won't be... Um, I won't be acknowledging anyone. Yeah, so on the same TikTok as last, live. same as last last week or yeah. a few weeks ago when we did our, our first Q and A. So tune in to the live Q and A episode two on YouTube, twelve thirty Pacific time. Set your alarms. The first person to tune in and ask a question will be the winner. There'll be no trivia. It's just the first person to show up and start the conversation will be the winner. Let's see who it is. Is it going to be the undisputed MVP? Of the Poke Tire Podcast, or are we going to have know. a new winner? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so get your questions ready. Load up. Hopefully, if there's something you missed today that we didn't answer, get your questions. Get out your notebook. Maybe um, we didn't quite answer it, you know, in a way that you understood. Yeah. Come ask us again. Yep. We don't mind. We're here exactly. judge-free. We're here to help you guys out. We're here to I'll spread judge knowledge. You. I'll judge you. I won't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but again, guys... We're here to have fun. We're here to spread the collecting love, the knowledge. We appreciate every single one of you that are supporting, constantly listening, sending in your uh, comments, rating and reviewing, spreading the word about our podcast. 100%. Playing us in your, your card lobbies at your shop. 
whatever it is. All of it. All of it. We appreciate it all 100%. We're going four months deep now. Let's go. Four months deep. So, again, guys, a little four-month anniversary, four-month appreciation for you guys. Thank you so much for supporting. Don't miss out on Thursday. It's going to be big. Yeah. That's all I got to say. All right. That's it for today's episode, guys. We will see you guys uh, Thursday. And if you tune in regularly on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, we'll see you next week. Later, guys. All right. See you guys.